Welcome to another edition of The List, a Right Fiction Podcast. We've got a wonderful show for everyone today about our favorite albums of 2022. Before we get started, if you love the pod, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe on your listening app. It helps introduce new listeners just like you. Also, be sure to check out our website, www.rightfiction.com, where you can find the Spotify playlist with all our picks that we mentioned in the pod. Now, let's get to it. We are back. After a long hiatus full of a whole lot of life happenings, we are back and happy to be so. This year, we have a ton of stuff to share with everyone, including our debut full-length album. As we are gearing up for a jam-packed 2023, we are still excited about bringing these pods to everyone. They'll just be a little less frequent at once or twice a month instead of every week. Either way, we are happy to be back and to kick things off, we are going to take a look in the rear view mirror. So, without further ado, we have gathered together our favorite albums of 2022 to share with you, and we are very excited about them. And uh, of course, with me, as always, is the gang. We got Freddie, Bo Betty, Freddie, Freddie Beans, Berman. Hello, sir. Happy New Year. Hello. He's back. He's back, guys. He's back. Hello. And we have Meta Paddy, Brendan McGeehan. Hello, sir. Good morning. Good morning. And of course, we have Adam, Dr. Podiatrist, Blonde Selick, the anonymous pumpkin himself, Adam Zelensky. How are you, sir? I'm good. How you doing? How you do? I'm well. <laughs> I'm well. Welcome, 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 welcome. And um, so this past year was uh, pretty cool. We released some music, guys. Got, uh, yeah. got some, some, some play on uh, the local radio for our Christmas EP. Um, it was such a pleasure to work with you guys in um, bringing that Christmas EP together. And I, um, I got to say, guys, I was really nervous when we got into the studio to work on. I was like, is this what is going to happen right now? And it turned out like so beautiful. And um, why were you nervous? I don't know because it was just so quickly done. It was like that's uh, why it turned out so beautiful. <laughs> I mean, maybe well, I don't know. It wasn't overthought. Uh, maybe it, it, it turned out beautifully. And well, <laughs> I, I I will say also give a big old shout out to uh, Emily Drinker for coming in and 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 oh, killing yeah. it. And oh, fantastic, fantastic. killing it. She is um she's a, she is a wizard, as I like to say with certain folks out there. She's and good. um she's just so good. And she put all, all her beautiful wizardry on our uh, two songs. Is that right? Yeah, two songs, yes, the, the two market the three, yeah. mm -hmm. and um Christmas and, Eve uh, Dream. Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve Dream. Right. And um that was so awesome. And uh Brendan actually came in with uh um, the, the, the cover song, we did actually did a cover song. I don't know if you guys know, but, um, we did a traditional Christmas song and Brendan came in and, um, what was your, why'd you want that song? I don't, I don't know you to be a very religious guy. Well, <laughs> why, no. uh, why, why'd you bring that one in there? I'm not, I'm not at all. It's a, it's a tune that I kind of have known about for a while. I think I, so I had to, as part of, um, the requirements and the the program that I went to when I was in school, I had to sing in the choir. Uh, and so I learned that piece in choir. 
And I just always liked the melody and the harmony underneath of it. And um, I don't know what came over me, but I was like, what if we just really tried to stretch this out into a new direction and you guys were game for it? And I remember we were working on it and it was like kind of going okay. And then Aaron, you were like, well, yeah, but let's put it in five. <laughs> what would that be like? That, and then it was just cool. totally snapped into place. The yeah. verse, anyway. Mm-hmm. Whatever, A section. Yeah, but it still doesn't feel like... Um, no, it doesn't feel weird. It doesn't feel like weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, yeah. That's yeah. the key. Um, which which more, is really more cool. on that later. Uh, Brilliant. Brilliant. Separate thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so we've got some radio play on that one. And um, I'm just really proud of it, guys. And uh, hopefully it will be playing on the radio for the next 50 years. Um, we could be the next Mariah Carey. Yeah. Uh, Let's go after that Buble market. Look out, Mariah. Watch yeah. it. <laughs> Watch it back. I mean, I will say too, Aaron, like, you know, you you cut your vocals in like two hours. Like that had a huge part to getting this thing done. Everything came together quick. I, I think it was Steve Albini who said, if a record can't be made in two weeks, it shouldn't be made. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how much I agree well, with that. Well, let's yeah. Uh, yeah well, speaking of the next effort, I don't know if we want to go with that. <laughs> I guess Does, it depends on the genre. Yeah. yeah. And, and the and, song, and, I'm and, sure. And a, and a fun little fact, I, I cut the uh, the guitar part for Royal David with tree sap on my hands from bringing in my tree. So there's there's Christmas just <laughs> in oozing. it. In it, inside of it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I hate that. You can't get that off your fingers. Um, oh, it takes forever. Then it changes like different colors, and then you're just like, well, I think it's off. And then you touch something, and the paper sticks to your hand. And yeah. Smell of vision coming yeah. to you. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, today, we are going to kind of take a look back on. Uh, so that was part of 2020, our 2022. Right. And um, we're going to kind of take a look at a lot of other music that came out in 2022. And um, there are some really great, you know, songs and albums out that coming out there. And uh, we're really excited to kind of bring you our um, our takes on our kind of favorite music that came out um, in 2022 and um, you know let's uh let's kick it off and I'm, I'm actually gonna go to uh my buddy anonymous pumpkin to kick the proceedings off um adam what are your uh, top three favorite uh albums that came out in 2022 oh what what a year for music what a year for music we're starting to see the uh over ambitious covid albums and there's probably we'll see more in 2023 as well as we are still seeing what people were going with and uh it seems like the uh, the theme for my top three is uh, incredibly long album titles. So uh, here, with no further ado, at number three, I have um, right at the end of the year, Way's Blood came in with And In The Darkness, Hearts Aglow, Doylestown's own. This one's got a little more pep than the previous one. Um, not a ton more pep. You know, still got that very uh, ethereal feel to it. But, uh, you know, I, I was a big fan of their Titanic Rising, their previous one. And also um, the uh, the lead singer of Way's Blood just did a, uh, well, I guess they credited the band, just did a, a single with John Cale as well, who I'm also a big fan of. So I hmm. give a nod there at number three. At number two, we have the up-and-coming group Big Thief with, here we go, Dragon, New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You. Say that again. Drag a new more mountain. I believe in you. I know it's not win the pawn, Fiona Apple, but these are long titles. 
uh, Big Thief, I feel like they're kind of, uh, they feel like, you know, they're branching out a little. They're still sticking to kind of their, their guns a little bit, but it feels like they're making some movement. And I think that, you know, they can keep, uh, if they keep making that movement, they can really make a profound impact here. So I threw them in there at number two. And then also the shortest title here, um, except the really long band name, uh, with uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizards' Ominum Gatherum, one of their five albums this year. Magenta Mountain. And I think one of their best ever is the Ominum Gatherum. They really jump around genre-wise. I know people will be like, oh, they do. They just do too many albums. They just got to pare it down. You know, if you filter through, you can find, you can find what you what you need with them. And I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. I also saw them this year live for the first time, and it was fantastic. Right. So those are my three. Great picks. Where did where did they play? Was that uh? Huh? They were at the Electric Factory or uh, Factory. Franklin Hall. But I, they were sold out for so long. I actually went the night before up to Forest Hills in Queens. Oh, that's right. That's right. Super cool. Super cool. I night. remember you saying that. Yeah. yeah. I, I would love to time see that. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was, yeah. Uh, I'll save some for part two. But yeah, it's, uh, they're, 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 yeah, they're, they're, uh, got some heat right now. Nice. Nice. Cool. Okay. Uh, Mr. Uh, Freddie Beans. Yo. What are your uh, favorite albums from 2020? So, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I went with the theme here. All local Philadelphia artists. Mm, so nice. I don't know why I was just started doing it. I was like, all right, let me uh, let me explore this uh, pathway. So speaking of paths, my number three artist is a group I had not heard about until recently and that's a local band called empath kind of a noise punk psychedelic group and their album which is called visitor That's my number three group. Never heard of them until recently. Pretty powerful, powerful band. Uh, my number two uh, artist is, uh, or album is by an artist that I've been following for years. Um, used to see her. We used to do shows together at the fire, and that is Santa Gold. Oh, wow. Uh, spirituals. And it uh, came with a little bit of controversy because she basically said, uh, you know, she's, she's not going to tour and, uh, you know, almost like she's done. I don't know. She, uh, she made a very big statement 
after she released this record, but it's a great piece of work. As always, she's fantastic. Um, and then my number one album of the year is by a guy who's just super talented. He plays everything. Been making records in his bedroom since he was like 15, 14 years old. And that's Alex G. Um, God Save the Animals. The ninth album by Alex G. Wow. And he's pretty young. So that, that, you know, he's been doing it for a long time. Let's see, how old is this guy? 29. <laughs> wow. So it's his ninth album. Mm. So anyway, I suggest you check him out. He's pretty unbelievable. Alex G from Havertown, actually. Close nice. enough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Great picks, sir. Thank you, sir. Okay, Patty. I know you listen to a lot of music. What are your top albums from 2022, sir? Mr. Music to, listener. Uh, the rest of us. <laughs> the rest of you guys. <laughs> yeah. like, you guys don't listen to much music. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of music before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, my number three pick, I think gets the award for the longest album on the list today. And I don't want to say over ambitious COVID album, but it's an ambitious COVID album. And this is I Am The Moon from the Tedeschi Trucks Band. So this is a four-volume work. So it's a quadruple album. Wow. Yeah. And they cut a lot. I think they cut a lot of it remotely, and then they formed their own bubble at their studio in Florida, and they recorded a lot of it. And it is based off of the story of Layla. And I'm not talking Clapton Layla. I'm talking like the ancient tale Layla that Clapton based his song off of. So it's a concept album, four-volume concept album. And what I want to say about it is I don't think it's their best work, but I definitely think it's their most interesting work. And a few of the tunes on there are some of their best songs I think I've ever heard. I'm a big fan of this band. I've seen them a bunch of times. I think the combination of Susan's voice and Derek's guitar playing is just total bliss for me. Um, and I think that this this is worthy, a very worthy listen, uh, even if you don't dig into all four volumes. So I like it a lot. Uh, my number two, going from probably the longest contribution on the list to probably the shortest, since this is an EP, I went with that band Krungbin with guest Leon Bridges and the EP Texas Moon. Maybe I'm selfish, don't know the pain deep inside. Darling, 
Is that how you say that? I think so. <laughs> say it again. Krungbin? I think yeah, so. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I keep on, he say, crown, I keep on saying Krungbin. Krungbin? I, I say Krunabagan in my head. I know that's not true. <laughs> I am I am no authority, but I, I did try to get my pronunciations because I've got a doozy coming later too. Uh, so I think that's how you say it, but I, I apologize to the band if I am screwing it up. Uh, but speaking of them, they're a pretty prolific band. I, I don't know if they're King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard prolific, but they're pretty prolific. And they even put out an album uh, with Ali Farkatori's son, I believe, this year, which I also that like. That makes sense. Uh, this Texas Moon EP just just kept coming back to me in rotation uh, throughout the year. So I really liked it. Uh, then my number one, I went with New Jersey's own Sharon Van Etten, and we've been going about this all wrong. I'm a big fan of Sharon's. I definitely listen to everything that she puts out. And I think this is probably her best record that she's ever done. Huh. It's mm. definitely synth heavy, uh, effects heavy production is like definitely over the top in a great way. And nice. I think it's fantastic. It's got a little bit of like a 80 Springsteen vibe, but in all the best ways. And it's, it's 100% Sharon through and through. And uh, she's, I think she's just fabulous and a great songwriter. Don't we have some friends that uh, sing background with her occasionally? Yeah, there's like a little bit of crossover in some of my world with her world, too. Uh, I would love to meet her and maybe work with her someday. But uh, for now, I'll just be a fan. Well, now you've done Electric Lady, so now you need a new dream. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, Next I think, dream. Did Ryan sing with her? Somebody? No. Oh, uh, well, you're thinking of Nicole, Nicole. Atkins. Yeah. Ah, my bad. Yeah. Also Jersey. Also yeah. Jersey. Right. Sorry. God, we are flush to with local talent. Whomever, right. Fantastic. Uh, my yes. brain is a fog today. It's Sorry. It's the start of the year, Fred. It's the start of the year. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Um, either way, great picks, sir. Great picks. And uh, I guess that's my turn. Uh, my name is Aaron Brown, a.k.a. Corn Teeth, a.k.a. the Mookie Blaylock of podcasts. Um, picking your pocket left and right. Uh, <laughs> <Good> <laughs> um so my number three pick is um is steve lacy with his album Gem gemini rights And um, I will admit, I it took me a minute to get into Steve Lacey. Um, I, you know, it just took me a minute. Um, but, you know, once I finally listened to some songs and stuff, I'm like, oh, I like this. This is good. This is really cool. And uh, I recommend everybody, you know, kind of check check out his music. Um, he, he totally gives me like 80s, like, um, like R&B vibes in there. With, with like a whole bunch of modernness, mm -hmm. um, especially in his singing style. And so, yeah, I really liked that record. And he had the, he had a big hit on that record about bad, bad habits. I guess it was a huge, um, song on TikTok, I believe. 
Yeah. That the kids say. Um, I don't know what the kids say. Uh, either way. And then my number two pick is, uh, you know, a guy I go to, you know, quite often now, I guess, is uh, Ryan Scott with his mm-hmm. album, Cookies. And um, uh, I don't know, it's like, it's not like mainstream, I guess, his music, but his, it, it mainstreams right into my heart. And nice. um, Oh, that was great. You were saving that? You've been saving that? Nah, man, it's right right off the dome, oh, top of the dome. That's a, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> I got bars off the dome. Pin that one, pin that one. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, he has some great great songs on there. I don't, I don't know if it's as good, I, I like it as much as his last album, but it's still awesome, awesome, awesome album. I recommend it. And then my number one pick, which is I'm just so happy I've discovered this album and this artist, I guess, but I don't really know much about her, but um, her name is Natalia Laforcade. Cada? Cade? I'm, I'm mispronouncing her name. I'm sorry about that. But And her album is De Todas Las Flores. I'm good. Yo siento marea que lanza agitada en mi piel Y al viento entrego todas mis penas And that's uh, again I'm not really good at speaking of languages um, barely good at speaking English, so apologize to Natalia. But the album, it just blew my mind when I heard it. It's just so so rich with musicality, and um, I don't understand a word on the album, but just the musicality and the ideas and the the palette building. I don't know. It's just so incredible, and uh, I recommend everybody listening to to this album um but on that note we're going to take a short break and come back with some discussion so hold on And I'm going to hand it off to my buddy, Adam, who wants to uh, kind of kick the discussion off. What do you got, buddy? Yeah, I want to take this one to, uh, to Meta and his lovely daughter, uh, who's joining us on the podcast today. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a, as a uh, young guitar player, I have been a lifelong uh, Derek Trucks admirer from his childhood prodigy days until now. And I just wanted to get your take, Brendan, on, say on a, on a hypothetical scale from one to ten, how um, ideal of a career track has Derek trucks had, <laughs> uh, 11, 
<laughs> I mean, right? come on. Like he's, you know, there's like those photos of him uh, at what, 12 or 13, like sitting on, I want to say they had like, uh, like Dwayne's amp or something. And he's like, you know, channeling that energy. And so he's like sitting in with the almonds and then has his own band for years and then meets this fantastic woman, Susan, and they get together and musically and romantically. And it's like, come on, like he's that, that guy is just like, he's living the dream. And he's, he's like ageless too. I always say he looks like, um, like one of the elves from Lord of the Rings. Cause he's just like, <laughs> you know, he, and he's lived like what's seemingly a very charmed life, um, but earns all of it. You know, he's, he's amazing. Yeah. I mean, just, he could have fallen into that. Hey, it's that really good guitar player who just did another guitar album. But but now he's fallen into like the, I want to say it's a almost a jam band, but like like a band where he still gets to flash his talents, but then has a wonderful singer who he's also married to. I, I would like to hear I like to hear him do like a a solo guitar album again though. Yeah, maybe. Sure. Well, I think I think the difference is like if you ever listen to or read interviews with him, his his musical appetite is so deep. Like, you know, I, I guess it would be easy to compare him to somebody like Sonny Landreth, who I also love, who I think is one of the best slide guitar players of our time, maybe ever. Um, but Sonny Landreth definitely sticks a little bit more in the lane that you're describing. And Derek Trucks uh, is pretty fearless with the way he branches out. And something that I love about his playing and what I love about players in general who approach their instrument this way is they they think like a player who doesn't play their instrument. And what I mean by that is like, for example, Trucks is like a huge Coltrane fan. And yep. so he looks at the guitar and he doesn't see a guitar. He just sees a voice that he expresses himself. And so he, you know, Coltrane comes out through it sometimes, you know, and other other players that don't play guitar. And so I think that's partly what makes his voice so unique on that instrument. What you so got, Freddie? I'm curious. Um, especially, I guess this question is for... Adam, but maybe mm -hmm. everyone. What would make so? I mean, I've seen him play a couple times. I'm not sure if I've ever heard him play anything that wasn't with the slide. What would make somebody want to play just it? It and I guess it gets old for me. That same kind of thing. And I guess it's kind of stupid because, hey, if you're playing a sax, you're just playing that sax all night long. You know what I mean? Go to drums. But, <laughs> right. But for, yes, exactly. But with it, with, oh, she didn't like this, where this is going. No, she did not, Freddie. No, she did oh, not. She sees where you're going. Uh, I'm just curious. Well, you know, I mean, Dwayne Allman didn't play just slide. Right, he did others. Yeah, no, he right. wasn't. Yeah, no. So I don't no. know. It just I, gets it gets kind of old for me after about a half hour. So you didn't you I didn't think, you didn't make it through the full the, the, the full floor out? Oh no, but no, I, I oh I didn't. You know, whatever. <laughs> I'm talking about live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. You know what I mean? Like I saw him with Clapton and uh, Dwayne Bramall. And him and Clapton all in the same band. And personally, for me, 
Rammel was the star. He tore it up. He was the guy who I most was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Doyle that's Rammel or Dwayne? Yeah, Doyle Rammel the second. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's great. And they've they've collaborated. I think they've made some records together, him and Derek. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know why he wouldn't. Um, I, I'll, I'll take this. I think maybe, maybe, I don't know. I, I try to imagine I've seen him just doing some comping with like off of his slide, but I can't, I can't say that for sure. Yeah, he does. But, uh, yeah, a little bit. I'm so sure. Yeah. But I I'm think. I'm sure he can. Maybe it's one of those things where, uh, you know, uh, like a golfer can have like 10 different swings, but he kind of sticks with one really good one and kind of right, sticks right, with right. it. So it's maybe just like he doesn't want to spoil the pot because he's just got that really, you know, transcendent slide sound. That's that his voice. Want. That's his voice. Mm-hmm. Look, Sonny Landreth basically just plays slide. Mm-hmm. J.B. Hutto play just slide you know what i mean there's a lot of blues guys that was their thing so maybe it's something like that that's about all i could think of but it it is interesting he doesn't branch out more well then i try to compare it to Dwayne, and i think uh, Dwayne was doing session work and that was kind of the like he couldn't like you don't need slide on aretha franklin albums i mean it's a little bit interesting but i think it was more maybe just out of uh necessity he, he did though if you listen to her version of the weight that's all slide. That's Dwayne. That's true. But that it worked for that song for totally. sure. But I, um, so I want to jump in real quick, and I, and actually I want to stay on this album um, because um, I found it um, enjoyable and also like um, you know a little bit overwhelming. I'd say um, <clears throat> there was some there were some songs in there that I was like, oh man, this is great. But it's like then you got to go and you go and go and and so the question is. Um, and putting together this album, like, why didn't they, you know, release like um, a like a, a album cycle as opposed to like, um, you know, like all at once or something like that? Um, I was just kind of curious about that because um, there's great songs, and and if if it were, it, it, you know, if I'm like the music exec, I'm like, yo, this one, that 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 one, ten, awesome album, your best yet. Um, so I just wanted to see if there's any kind of insight into that or, or if you, if you other guys had any thought about that, what do you think? Bernard? Well, I mean, it was released, uh, one by one, one, one volume uh, after another, it wasn't all, it wasn't rolled out all four. Here I we see. go. I see. So it was like, I think over several months, which would be I see. a smart thing to do. So they, they do stand alone, but they belong together as part of a larger work. I see. Yeah. I see. But they were all recorded at the same time. Oh, go ahead, Adam. Sorry. I just wanted to hearken this back to uh, one of our previous pods talking about double albums in that every double, I mean, this is a quadruple, but like every, uh, every double album has its, its, its lulls. I don't think there's any, I, I, I don't know. I don't really have any point besides that. It just made me think. Yeah. I guess pod. it's like an artistic statement, right? You're trying to do the artistic statement. And Tedeschi thing. trucks does not, they're not like, we want album sales. We want commercial success. They put out right. music and then they tour relentlessly. That's just right. their, their bag. Right. Um, right. And, and so also I do, I wanted to also take it, um, take this conversation a little back a little bit. And so we've all got um, amazing picks it, you know, looking at our picks, it, they're all coming from like kind of different areas and different whatever. So I'm just kind of curious, just in general with, with you guys, and I'll actually kick it to you, Freddie, first. Like, um, where do you come up? Where, where do you kind of, um, where do you find new music? Um, like, so uh, albums from 2022, and I know maybe it's the wrong person to start with, but for 2022, like, where do you, 
you know, where, where, cause I know maybe where I kind of find new music, like how I found, like for, for instance, Natalia Love for Cod. Yeah. Ha- tell, do you tell. know, it was, um, it was like on NPR, like there was like a feature on like NPR or something. And then I was like, Oh, this, I read a little profile. And I was like, this sounds interesting. Then I heard the album and I was like, this is interesting. So right. for you guys, like, right. what do you, you know, where do you guys get that? I mean, obviously you guys, everybody knows this about me. I don't necessarily search seek a lot of new music per se because you know maybe i'm stuck in the (laughs) in the 60s and 70s i don't know for me that's like I, i could listen to that stuff all day long but when i when i went to pick my choices i like i said I had an obvious theme, and it was all local artists. So I I dovetailed, you know, and it'll become even more obvious when I do, when we do the honorable mentions. But um, I don't know, I guess I, through recommendations from other people, I find new music through the dreaded Spotify or whatever streaming service, you know what I mean? Um, I've discovered a couple of new bands, to me anyway, uh, from the UK that have been around for a couple of years, and we could, you know, save that for another, you know, uh, pod, but, you know, recently. So it's very, it comes from various places. And I, and I want to let me let me take that back and, and kind of give it to you, Adam, but say like, I know, Adam, like you, you, you're uh, very ravenous in your <laughs> in your new mu- music. Uh, I've never heard of Wade's Blood before. Um, me neither. And it's, it was great. It was, you know, um, voice is amazing. Songs are cool. Kind of gave me a little Joni Mitchell vibe there a little bit in the, vo- uh-huh. in the vocals, I guess. I can yep. hear that. Um, sure. Tell me about how like you kind of came to, you know, find your, that th- those albums and like, you know. Where you find them in general? Well, I have a few different channels. I mean, I have, I've, I've, as I have nodded to uh, numerous times, my record club that I, uh, right. you know, repeatedly have stuff with, and that's been a thing for years. I have a couple other random, not random friends, other couple other friends of mine that are uh, that degree of ravenousness, and we share albums back and forth. But actually, I will give a nod for Ways Blood, not for this album, but their previous album. There's a uh, music forum called the Steve Hoffman Music Forum, which is a British thing, and they um, they have a uh, music corner, and they, it's a very very nerdy. They do like song by song, album by album breakdowns of bands and stuff, like just a community of people that are just huge nerds like me. And uh, it was on like the whatever year that was that the Titanic Rising came out, which was a couple years before. Uh, and that was that Way's Blood album was on that best of 2022 list that mm. the people in that forum made, and I. I discovered it there. I just, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm always digging in that Steve Hoffman forum. I, I highly recommend if you're looking for some off the beaten path stuff or some very uh, research intensive breakdowns of like, you know, they did like every kinks album song by song, album by album, like stuff like that. Wow. Like, there, you can find threads like that of people just giving their takes on everything. And that's just, you know, those are my people. And they're from Doylestown. You said, yes. Ways blood is uh, Doylestown. Wow. Yeah. And saying, and just collaborated with John Cale on on a single, and that's just like it's wow. Yeah, that uh, yeah, they're kind of they've got some indie cred. They're saying they 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 um 
criticism, at least amongst my group, a little bit sometimes is it, it can be a little little draggy. At I least felt that a little bit. This. It, it, it's very ethereal, you know, that kind of uh, that very atmospheric thing. But I think there's a, I mean, they're a young group, and and you know that like pretty much all of the my picks are like younger artists that are really starting to like got like maybe this these aren't the magnum opuses uh, although king gizzard might be but uh there's just there's some talent brimming and you know it's uh i i, I i'm the opposite of freddie i'm constantly seeking out the new music i'm of course as those ad- you're always and, and you're and and i won't i'm not pigeonholing you into this freddie but there's people of you know your demographic that just completely shut off to new music and i just i, I find that to be kind of self-defeating i mean there's a lot of great no, you're right like, you're absolutely right. i would be living in the 60s and 70s too that's, that's still some of the most amazing stuff to me but i think no i right understood <clears throat> like uh, for example uh steve lacy like wow this guy's good he can sing he's got i respect talent i'm more of a song guy you know what i mean yeah so i just find that and you guys know that about me i just find that songwriting has kind of especially pop has kind of you know suffered lately as far as core changes and experimentation i'm not a blanket statement but for you know the stuff that a lot of people listen to so it's hard for me to get into and speaking of songwriting, um, so the, the person that tops your list, Brendan um, Sharon Van Etten, she's kind of gotten this uh, reputation as a great songwriter and stuff. And um, and you know this this album, you, you really enjoy this album. Like you know, speak a little bit about um, how I guess how you think or how you believe she is like kind of like you know kind of risen as that songwriter person of now or a songwriter person of now. Sure. Yeah. I mean, she, I think she's a songwriter who can really delicately balance the abstract with the relatable. And so like I've, and going sort of tying back into the question that uh, you posed earlier too, about finding music. One of the main ways I find new music is through interviews. So I, I listen to, and I read interviews with artists who are out doing the press junket, you know, promoting their stuff. And so listening to her talk about songs and, and the way that she comes up with stuff, it um, it's just really interesting to me. And so like, you know, she could have a line in there that a listener could take five different ways. And I think that's part of that's cool. anybody's success, you know, because everyone wants to relate to music. That's part of why we listen to music. And so if you can have lines that are poetic and beautiful on their own and maybe could be taken a few different ways, then just mathematically you're going to connect with more listeners. And so I think that she's one of those artists and just has a brain that thinks in such a way that it's again, both relatable, but also can be sort of just out there in a way that um, is just interesting to listen to. And she also has just great taste as far as textures and production and, Hmm. uh, and of course hooks. Hmm. And um, you know, I want to take it to you, back to you, Adam, <clears throat> with your King Gizzard and Lizard and the Lizard Wizard um, album, <laughs> Aminum Gatherum. Um, and so you said that they've kind of um, released a ton of music 
over, you know, over the course of last year. And, um, you know, so the picking an album is, um, especially in this day and age where a lot of artists released us a lot of music. Um, and I just kind of think maybe, um, for King Gizzard and a Lizard Wizard, is there focus like albums or is it kind of, um, kind of more like living in the moment of now where it's like, like playlists and putting stuff out there and letting the audience kind of pick and choose and make their own playlist. Um, kind of where do you see them in, you know, in, in terms of like putting albums out or like, um, or just putting a lot of music out and letting their audience kind of make their own albums. Um, they actually, they have a lot of themes they tie to like certain albums. The one album changes that came out this year is actually just about like these two chord change. And they just based an entire album's worth of material around that idea. So I think two chord changes. I mean, it doesn't, but they use it in different ways. I mean, I'm not, not just like there's, there's nuances in between it, but they, a lot of their albums are just like, uh, they have, they have three different albums um, experimenting with this microtonal guitar like mm. that. Uh. And um, so what, what they really do, they are very prolific. They're, they're um, constantly just on their feet. And, um, and, and also saying that their live show is they let some stuff ride. I'm saying they're feeling a little jam bandy. They've done a little metal. They've done a little prog. They get they've done a little more softer rock. A couple like a two of the albums this year are just basically like jams. Basically, it's just like a 15 minute jam on side A and a 15 minute jam on side B. So I mean, al- the, the whole term album can be taken kind of with a grain of salt. They're just kind of hmm. bringing you along with the ride, and it's saying it can be a turnoff to a lot of people because it's a lot of content. But what I have learned as I, I'm, I'm 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 really big on them. I'm a huge fan. I'm finding them very uh, I find them very inspiring. Is you got You just got to find the albums you like from them and just go with them and then you know give them a couple spins and see if they grow on you and if they don't then you, you have like 22 other ones to choose from and um but uh i i think it's it's, it's interesting because you'd something you'd think they're just putting everything out they're unfocused but i think it's like kind of just the opposite that they're just so hyper focused and co- they're just constantly recording and they're just constantly like batting around new ideas it's just kind of a drive that's hard to kind of uh fathom yourself even as someone who's I don't have the drive nearly of them, but you know, uh, you know, like to, I, I try to think of trying to be at that pace, and I can't, I can't even like you know, come come to grips with it. So it is hard to kind of even myself to understand how much they put out. But if you like, um, Omnium Gatherum, and then there's a another one from later in this year. It's like Mushrooms, Lungs, Lava. It's another super long title, but it's also just really, really good and really, you know, it's a focused effort and it's very thoroughly throughout through. You just more just like these guys live on a different like wavelength of like how how time matters to them because i'm like i don't even know how you find the time to put this all together and tour all year it's just it's yeah. unbelievable and i'm I just and i still think some of their i mean i've been following them they've been around yeah about 10 or so years and i've been following them most of the way and, th- and i think right now they are hitting some crazy great output and uh you know it's great being along for the ride yeah, brandon what do you got yeah, no, I I second all of that, and I I thank Adam for introducing me to that band. And I I was thinking the same thing listening to this on our playlist. I was like, how do these guys find the time to do any that, of this? See, that's that's the thing. Sorry to interrupt, but I was just thinking about that same thought. It's like most of the stuff I listen to is music I have to learn for a gig. Number one, 
You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And just, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't know. <clears throat> totally. So it's, I think it's impressive, but, um, the, I wanted to, uh, shift a little bit to Aaron and I wanted to learn more about Ryan Scott because I feel like he was on a list, maybe a best of year list in episodes past, or maybe a, a under the radar playlist. Or yep. I, I know he's shown up before for you. Yep. Um, and he reminds me of a few different artists, but um, I just want to know like how you found out about him and, and like what, uh, you know, what, what draws you to his music. Cause I really liked it. It might be my, my favorite non me pick of our playlist. Oh, look at that. Um, that's delightful. Um, Aaron, I, do you remember his first, the band, cause you sent me that, uh, the previous Ryan Scott album, uh, eons ago. Do you remember the name of the band before it just went to Ryan Scott? Ryan Scott and the Brooklyn Five the or something? Kind Buds. Wasn't it Ryan Scott and the Kind Buds? Uh, and the Buds? Kind Buds, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He changed his name like right before the album release or something. Anyway, I, I knew about him like way, way back. I was like, um, I think when I was in Scranton, and we were, you know, doing our Alien Red Band for a while. And I found, I was obsessed with like a lot of music that was happening in New York City at the time. And um, I know he was in New York City. There's a whole bunch of other bands at the time and like people releasing stuff and like the living room and like um, oh, yeah. then it turned to like Rockwood and like um, all that kind of Lower East Side thing. Oh, I'm well. And, I, um, and he was like part of that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, man, this guy. And it was just like it's the, the, the musicality underneath the, um, the songs is really high. But it's in a messy, you know, he's gotten messier and messier as as it gone. So the musicality is still there, but the messiness of the of the presentation is um, has gone up, and that's like oh, that's like a sweet thing for me. Messiness or looseness, or maybe both. Same both. <laughs> maybe yeah. both. There's a fine line there. There's a fine line. <laughs> maybe both. It's just like you know. It's just like no. That's a good thing, right? It's like, you know, for me, his, his music is like, you know, as you get older, or as I get older, I'm like, you know, I like, you know, olives with like, you know, cayenne pepper and then like dipped in peanut butter. And then like, you what, know, wait, nobody wait, else likes start this, over, start but over, I start love over. it. And that's what kind of more, that's like, that's what his music wait, wait. more and more. Olives with cayenne pepper and peanut butter. I mean, that's just a metaphor or like, you know. Right. I do like. I, I would like that. Not, now the right I am, not, you've got me curious. Aaron, are you pregnant? I am. How'd you guys know? <laughs> Get them pickles out of here. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, like more and more, it's just like he's just making records for me, and I don't know if it's records for anybody else, but you know, definitely for me. And uh, but I've seen him over the years. Like first record was like 2007 or something, and like wow, um, it's just gotten messier and. and Best year ever since. So yeah, cool. Big fan, big big fan. Um, but on that note, we're going to take a short break and come back with some honorable mentions. So hold on. And we are back, and we're going to give you guys some. Honorable mentions to kind of, uh, you know, albums that we, we, we like that didn't make our top list, but still are definitely, um, you know, should be mentioned and, and kind of recognized as, as great albums. So I'm going to kick it back to you, uh, Mr. Blonde Selleck. Uh, what do you got for your honorable mention, sir? All right. And, and once again, um, I thought 2022 was a wonderful year of music. So I feel like these two belong right in with the top three for me. Um, 
first at my first honorable mention. I know everyone is still anxiously waiting for our uh, hip hop rap pod, but uh, one day it will come. But uh, until then, we've got um, Kendrick Lamar's latest, uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I wanna got me a therapist, I can debate all my theories and sharing it well. Consolidate all my comparisons, humble enough because time was imperative. Well, started to feel like it's only one answer to everything. I don't know where it is. Well, he's just one of the best guys in the game right now. And, uh, I don't know, love him or hate him, you gotta respect. He can really, uh, you know, between his, his rhymes and the production, I, I still thoroughly enjoy him. I mean, maybe it, <laughs> I said, I keep on, I keep on thinking we keep on saying oh this might not be my favorite of this artist but it's a really good one and that's a uh, another one there along with my uh, other one uh, by a destroyer who i find kind of goes under the radar I, I find him really great uh, and then labyrinthitis is his latest one and It's saying it's not not my favorite one, but it's another really good offering for 2022. So those are mine. Yeah, two, and two very seemingly uh, different uh, picks side by side. Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, okay, so uh, great picks, uh, Mr. Freddie Beans. Uh, yes, what do you sir. got, Freddie? All right. So one of my honorable mentions, again, going with the local theme is another artist that I used to see at the fire and do shows, you know, co-bills with, uh, was a guy named Kurt Vile. Going on a plane today Gonna chug a beer and curse my name See you on the other side Either on the tarmac who's, uh, you know, he's really good songwriter. His, you know, his voice is, uh, he's, a, he's a stylist, you know. Uh, it's not for everyone vocally, like Dylan or whatever. Not saying that in a bad way. It's just the truth, you know, to me. Um, but he makes good records. He makes really good records. They sound good. Mount Arizona. They feel good. You know what I mean? It's fun. And it's a lot of fun. And he has a way of saying things that's kind of cool. And my other one is just, you know, the fact that these guys are still together and still putting out music with, uh, I guess, Marshall Allen is 98 years old, is the Sun Ra Orchestra. Oh, wow. Yeah. Germantown zone. Germantown, Philadelphia, PA. Wow. Unbelievable. So, uh, oh, well, uh, Kurt Vile's record is called Watch My Moves, which is it's a great title. It's funny. And uh, Sun Ra Orchestra, Living Sky, my Very two cool. 
HMs. Awesome pick, sir. Awesome there picks. There you go. Thank you, sir. And uh, Meta, uh, what do you got for your uh, uh, honorable mentions? Yeah. Yeah, great picks, guys. I really am enjoying these. That Kendrick Lamar was was excellent, Adam. I do have to say. I agree with that. Oh, nice. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to break the rules a little bit here just because I do agree. There was so much great music this year. I want to throw out a few, what I'm going to call near misses that didn't quite make my honorable mentions. Uh, just very quickly, there were records by, uh, let's see, Robert Glasper. There was black radio three. There was a new yeah, yeah, yeah's record. There was a new government mule record. Those are three near misses for me. I just want to give a quick shout out. How did the government mule miss for you? That's what I want to know. Uh, it was a blues record. It was a little more uh, down a certain lane that didn't. So you're saying you don't like the blues? Is that what you're saying right now? You can quote me on that. No, anti-blues. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great record. It's just not like not the flavor of mule that will make my list. How about that? Sure. Flavor of mule. <laughs> so <laughs> your mule the taste. How, here's my here's my actual honorable mentions. My first one, I'm going to go with an artist named Madison Cunningham and her album Revealer. And this was one I had teased earlier talking about odd time signatures. And she plays around with odd time signatures kind of in no way that I've ever heard before. And I was listening to an interview with her. Like I find artists, that's a lot of a big way of how I find artists. And she was talking about writing in odd times. And if she's her, her meter is if she looks into the crowd and she sees people counting, then she's not done her job. She wants all of these sort of strange meter changes to feel so natural that you don't hear that. Like it doesn't come off sounding cute. It doesn't mm. come off sounding like overdone. interesting. Mm. But I mean, getting just real quick, I, I need to uh, speak to this because uh, especially, you know, that song that we recorded in five, it felt natural, and I understand where she's coming from. But when she says people, what she really means is musicians. Yeah. People in the crowd are not going to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two. You know what I mean? It's just, so who is she making the music for? Mm. <laughs> I'm going to let that float out in the air for you. All right. <laughs> Next. Four, 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 four. <laughs> All right. So my. Because people, people aren't going to count. They, they don't. People. Go fair, ahead. Fair Sorry. enough. <laughs> so She's making other, it for you, Brendan. <laughs> apparently. My other, my other honorable mention is this record called Age of Apathy by an artist called Aoife O'Donovan. Apples and oh yes had to look up the pronunciation of that one and so she's uh i think a fantastic un i hate to say under the radar artist but she's i th as far as like that kind of uh, moody folk scene, which is a pretty big scene these days. I think she's 
I really, you know, cream of the crop. And so, uh, I think this is a, it's a great sounding record. The songs are, are quite excellent. The production was great. It was, I, again, heard an interview with her talking about it and a lot of it was done remotely and you would never hear that when listening to it. Hmm. So that is my other HM. Great picks, great picks. And man, Madison Cunningham. She's, she's fabulous. Like the Madison Cunningham one for me is just, oh, I, you know, I was like, I was like, dang. And you had her, your audible mentions. Boo, 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 boo. (laughs) She's a stellar guitar player too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's her. Very Part of good. her thing, she could play. Um, so I guess I will go. This is me, Aaron. Uh, my Those honorable are, mentions. Um, my first one I will say is Alex Isley. Who is the uh, the daughter of Ernie Isley, of ah, the soul group the Isley Brothers, nice. um, the folks who wrote Shout. Nobody really realizes they they, they did right. Shout first. Um, they did absolutely, but um, yes, um, Alex Isley's arm twist like a, and shout, twist and shout. Um, yeah, I didn't do twist and shout, did they? I think it was just yeah. like um, shout, right? Anyway, the list the listeners can go in uh, and, and, and fact check me on that. Uh, don't at me because I'm not going to respond. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, another. Uh, anyway, it's a great R&B record. Has some like the underlying musicality is really cool. Um, and um, I just really enjoy listening to it. That's really what it comes down to. Um, great vocalist and the music is, is, is interesting. And then my other uh, honorable mention is, uh, is, I guess I'm going to the local theme. Um, guy from Upper Darby, Emmanuel Wilkins, um, and his album. Um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Alex Isley's uh, Alex Isley's album is called Marigold, and um, Emmanuel Wilkins' album is called The Seventh Hand. kind of um for me uh like he kind of have has the more traditional jazz sound not really like um, what i would call anything like uh, you know fusion or anything it's just you know instruments playing music in a really in interesting and intriguing way and it's got a little bit of i got a little bit of the you know the um gil evans thing that i, that I like um and um i just really really enjoy it and i saw this guy um first when i when when i saw uh, Joel Ross, when uh, the I guess vibraphone player came to South in Philly, and, um, and Joel's playing didn't really move me, but I was like, "Who's that guy on sax?" That, I didn't, I didn't, I had no idea who he was. I was like, "That guy on sax is a somebody," and lo and oh. behold, there he is, and he's on my list, and his albums are great. And 
He is great. I actually got to record him once. Nice. Before he before he was anyone. Now he's definitely one of the young lions, and he's that his previous record, the Omega one, great as well. That might have made one of our lists, or I can't remember. I I talk about this guy with my neighbor a lot. You know, my neighbor, the jazz. Yeah. He's a huge fan, and uh, because he, you know, he definitely tickles that that Coltrane. uh, Oh yeah. A little bit, yeah. This dude's good. I mean, this guy, he's a somebody. He's this dude is like good. Like, yeah. even if you're just like listening, like don't know anything, if you go to a show, listen, you're like, that guy. That's what yeah. you say. He, that guy. He plays alto. Mm-hmm. Alto. He does. Yeah. Yep. And a very, a very nice young man, I can say personally. Oh, well, so you see so you've crossed over to the old man category, you can say that. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> he's a nice job. young fella. He is. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess that's our list, guys. Oh, oh and I, one one slight honorable mention I want to say is I just oh, discovered this album. Over. Someone else went over. Yes, I did. I just discovered this album literally yesterday, so I I didn't have time. But Lewis Cole's album "Quality Over Pain." I'm not really a huge Lewis Cole fan, but this album is fantastic. So I just wanted to throw that in because I just literally found it yesterday. I was trying to I was trying to impress the kids in the house. I was like, oh, they'll like this Lewis Cole thing. They didn't, but. There you I go. It, so, um, on that note, um, on behalf of Freddie, Bobetti, Fruity, Freddie Beans, Frankie Yo. Beans, Berman, um, Adam, Blonde Selick, Dr. Podiatrist, Anonymous Pumpkin. What's that other one? I forgot that was a good one. Anyway, Z- Adam Zelinsky, um, oh, no. <laughs> Brendan, Meta, Padai, McGeehan. I am Aaron it's Brown. Um, what, what was that? <laughs> Brendan hates blues again. <laughs> <laughs> I am Aaron Brown. Was it? Would you say sweet, sweet melody Brown? Yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, 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 Mookie Blaylock and all the other ones. Pickpocket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you've been listening to the list. All right, fix your podcast, uh, and we'll be back in your ears with another pod soon. So uh, take care. Right, fiction. <laughs> <laughs>